Good day and welcome to another edition of Salvation Solutions. I'm your co-host, Leslie. I am Aramis. And I'm Pastor D. And today's topic will be the force of faith. The force of faith. So, mm -hmm. Damaris, what is it about the force of faith that you want to talk about today? Damaris, huh? Mm -hmm. I can't remember last time you called me Damaris. I call you Damaris every day. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. Okay. Praise God. Um, Guess we'll be editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> the force of faith. There's so much to talk about when it comes to the force of faith. Um, we've been talking about and dealing with the whole comprehensive uh, perspective of what faith is. You know, um, I, I'm, it's been a blessing to me to even to even be able to give give this stuff away. But I know uh, we're getting a lot of people that's really you know taking in what we're talking about because faith is faith is it. Faith is the mechanism that God has given us to regain the power that was lost in the fall. Adam was designed to live by faith. Mm -hmm. Jesus lived by faith. Noah lived by faith. Abraham lived by faith. Isaac lived by faith. Jacob lived by faith. I mean, to live by faith has always been God's original plan and original idea for man. Mm -hmm. And when we lost that privilege or that right, Jesus came to restore just that dominion through faith. He came to restore dominion through faith. Adam lost dominion through um, I mean, Adam was originally given dominion through faith. And so when we talk about faith, it is the most critical aspect to experiencing the practical manifestation of our great salvation. We have to know what it means to live by faith. Too often um, you hear preachers, you know, really you know, not not amplify or magnify the faith life uh, because because, you know, there's been a, a the word of faith movement has gotten a you know, a, a, a bad rap because of the naming and claiming aspect of mm. that particular, you know, movement. But that's not really even scratching the surface of what it means to have a faith life. It's a systematic way of believing your way into the power and authority and the dominion that God has intended for us to live with. And when we're talking about this aspect of the force of faith, I was I was thinking about the um, explosiveness of the kingdom of God and the, and the power that we're to live by. We talked about the might of faith and the mustard seed and how mighty it is. But then the force speaks to another aspect of what's already built into faith. What do we say? Faith began when the word of the king is released to you. Hearing is critical to you living by faith. If you don't have an ear to hear, you won't be able to know the, or recognize the voice of the king. When the king speaks, when he speaks to you, when, he, when you receive that rhema, now, you're, now your process of living by faith begins. Abraham, the Bible says, believed that which was spoken. Until you hear a spoken, you're not living by the specifics of faith that God has called you to. Well, the king, when he speaks the word built into that word, is strength, is power, is might, because we know that the word of the king is how he governs the entirety of his territory. Mm -hmm. Jesus, in Hebrews, it talks about Jesus being the express image of the glory of God, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of God, upholds all things by the word of his power. We know from the Psalm, maybe it's 66, the Bible says, God has spoken once, just twice have I heard this, power belongeth unto God. Where the will of the king is, there's power. All of these things talk about the force of faith. So when the king speaks, there's the might of faith, there's the sight of faith, there's the light of faith, there's the, there's the force of faith, there's, the, there's the, um, the power of faith. And when we're talking about a force, a king, when he speaks, he's always looking to enforce something eternally. He's looking to enforce something so that it, 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 it lasts 
throughout the entirety of his kingdom for every citizen. So we're talking about the force of faith and we're going to we're going to dive into this whole idea of the force of faith in Matthew's gospel, the 11th chapter, verse 12, where we can bring together the idea of the kingdom kingdom. Because remember, everything about your relationship with God, everything about your salvation, everything about your relationship with Christ, you must see it through the lens of the kingdom of God and him being a king. The reason we struggle in our westernized version of the faith life is because we don't see him as a king. Mm -hmm. We see him as a president because of the, the democratic processes we live under. When he's a king, it's a whole different dynamic when you see Jesus as a king and not a religious figure. It's a whole different dynamic when you see the kingdom of God being a governmental system and not some religious thing that we want to send people to when they go to heaven. But it's a governmental system that's needed to be enacted right now. Some of the struggles we have within our country today and in the world today is because we don't have a kingdom governing system that is establishing the plans and the policies and the culture and the way we treat people and the way we love people and the way we establish justice and order. All of those things matter. Mm -hmm. If there's one word or two words, I should say, that really um, epitomizes the kingdom of God, it is power, authority and order. Mm -hmm. Those two things which are a necessity for today. Right. And so. Matthew's Gospel 11, chapter verse 12, talks about from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. What is it that they take by force? The kingdom of God. In Luke's Gospel, verse 16, chapter 16, verse 16, it says, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of heaven is preached and every man presseth his way into it. Mm -hmm. If you notice the nature of what we're dealing with, it's almost the kingdom is under attack. Mm -hmm. The idea of suffering violence, the kingdom and the way of the king and the kingdom is under attack. Mm -hmm. Even throughout John the Baptist's ministry, throughout Jesus's ministry, he was always under attack from who? The religious folk. The religious folk. Okay. The religious folk. What have we been saying? Religion, Christianity in particular, yep. is the antithesis to the kingdom. It's mm -hmm. an enemy to the state of the kingdom. We see it right here throughout the scripture. We're going to talk about it a little, little bit later, but we have to be, begin to distinguish and separate what we know as Christianity mm -hmm. and the kingdom of God. Could you parallel Christianity to the letter of the law and the kingdom of God to the spirit of the law? You could. You could. Um, but then I wouldn't even want to give it that much. That that type of relationship, mm -hmm. right? Because when we're thinking about Christianity as we know it, from the very in conception of it, Constantine had no desire to make Christianity what Jesus and the apostles and the disciples established it to be. Mm -hmm. um, he actually wanted to, wanted to create a, a new national um, religion, so to speak, mm -hmm. so that he could control the people within the territories that he was looking to conquer. At the time, right? He wanted to take over the whole world. And religion was one of the means by which he was going to do it. So when he established the first pope, when he established the culture, when he established the order, when he established how they would conduct services, when he established how they would preach the gospel, when he established all those things, he got rid of all the Jewishness of our faith. He got rid of all of the, the festivals and the feast days and the things we celebrated, how we worship God, mm -hmm. how we would gather together. He, I mean, he changed everything. Mm -hmm. So the intent was never to make the faith that we go, we live by to be what it was supposed to be in Jesus's day and from the, from the disciples. It, it was never, that was not the intent of what we call <laughs> Christianity today, which is rooted in Catholicism. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to distinguish that. 
It's very important. If we don't distinguish that, then we'll merge those things together and we'll have what we have up and down Christians, mixtures, mm -hmm. right? And so we have struggling believers who are on one hand, one hand, um, want to be empowered, mm -hmm. but then they go and listen to stuff that's disempowering. Yeah. One of the primary characteristics we talked about for religion mm -hmm. is it disempowers. Mm -hmm. It disempowers. And we went through some of those things. If you didn't see last week's podcast, we went through some of the religious statements that people make yeah. that disempower. And, you know, stuff folks be running around the church screaming and shouting about. Don't have no, don't understand. You're being disempowered. Right. Why are you screaming about what God's going to do and God, God's going to do this in your life and God about to matter? Nah. Right. I think the biggest thing about religion is that it, it teaches the person that that practices it to to rely on someone else for information as opposed to to having a mind to, you know, research and develop themselves and seek the kingdom of God for themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, they took the Bibles from the people. Yeah. It, Catholic folk took the Bibles from. Right. It's called the Dark Ages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The Dark Ages. They mm -hmm. took the, it was called dark because they took the light. They took the Bibles from folk. Mm -hmm. So you, know, you can only get it from the priests. Right. Then they then they would have made up their own scriptures, mm -hmm. get their own Bible. Mm -hmm. No, that 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 you're exactly right. That's what it's all about. They didn't want the people to have the power from that word. It's mm -hmm. like it's like a, it's like a, it's like Denzel movie. Oh, uh, the, the book of the Eli. Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Mm -hmm. yeah. The man knew this power. Listen, it's power in that, that word. We need that book. Right. We need to get that book. Was, yeah. We yeah. get that book. We got the power. Mm -hmm. We get that book. We got the power. Nobody else can have this book now. Right. That's why. That's why. What was Denzel trying to do? He was trying to get it back into the hands of the people. Right. Well, he was where he was going. He wanted the people to have the book. Mm -hmm. But this guy wanted the book because he knew the power was in the book. Mm -hmm. Right. The power is in the word of God. The power is in you reading the word of God, because if you can read the word of God, now you can hear the voice of God. We can hear the voice of God. You can live by faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's how the, that's how the process works. When the kingdom of heaven was beginning to be preached, it was under attack. The idea of being suffering violence, it means to be to be under siege, is to be under attack. That's one translation of that particular uh, phrase there, suffered violence. They say this particular scripture is one of the hardest scriptures to translate in the Greek because, because it's, it's so expressive. There's so many different dynamics to that language that you can have this, you know, many different uh, thoughts can come forth. Mm -hmm. The other aspect of that thought is the kingdom of heaven is governed, is a governed by force and the violent ones take hold of it. This is one of the most difficult passages, um, passages in Matthew to, to, to translate. The alternate translation of this verse could say, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the realm of, of the kingdom is being plundered or being, being, um, being shielded, being blocked by those who illegally enter into it and prevent others from who have the legal right from enjoying the privileges of it. Mm -hmm. It's a great expression of what religion does to the believers. When religion gets in the way, it shields, it prevents, it, it, it holds you back, it shackles you from entering into the kingdom of God. When we come preaching everything but the kingdom, when we're preaching everything and emphasizing things that don't really have a lot of meaning or depth to, to, to the practicality of living, now we put, we, put, we put roadblocks and stumbling blocks in the way. Mm -hmm. we, make, we make believers who are really wanting to live and experience the kingdom of God and, and the king and, and all the blessings of the kingdom, we make them twofold the child of hell than we than they were previously before they encountered that religious environment, that religious culture, yeah. according to the scripture. Right. So when we're talking about suffering violence, mm -hmm. the kingdom is under attack. John came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It is under attack. Mm -hmm. But it says, but the violent. 
Now explain the violent, because when we say violent these days, we're thinking, you know, a fight, we're going to war, could be weapons involved. Yeah. What does the Bible mean about yeah. the violent take it by force? Right. So, so when we're talking about, when, it, when the Bible used that phrase, the violent, mm -hmm. again, use, because words change meanings, you know, throughout history. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, it doesn't mean what we would automatically think it means from a westernized perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, somebody running up on you, beating you down, taking you, taking from you, something like that. Yeah. You know, a hoodlum, yeah, something like that. Much. Somebody that's, that's yeah. using, you know, physical violent force. Where mm -hmm. in this case, in this case, we see two things arising here. One is the violent. Remember, we were talking about the names mm -hmm. that the Bible and that um, the apostles and disciples, how they address believers. Well, in this case, the believer or the kingdom citizen is addressed as the violent or that word really means an enforcer. Mm -hmm. It really speaks to the ambassadorial power. It speaks to the citizen's power. It speaks to the authority that we have, an enforcer, the violent, an enforcer. Mm -hmm. We are enforcers for the kingdom of God. The church is to be an enforcer of the will of God. We are enforcers. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea of the violent, right? The suffered violence talks about the, um, what, we, what we just ordered. It, means, it really means to press against, mm -hmm. right? It means, it means to, to crowd. So the idea of the, the kingdom of heaven suffering violence is one thought. Okay. But the violent is a totally different thought. The violence speaks to those who are called to enforce the will of the king in the kingdom. We are the violent. Okay. The enforcers of the will of the king in this territory of America. The church should be the enforcers of justice. Mm -hmm. the, the church should be the leaders when it comes for when it comes to reparating black America for the 260 years of white supremacy we've been under and the form has changed. But white supremacy has remained. We should be the force, the voice to be declaring why black America mm -hmm. needs to be um, um, reparated and why the descendants of slaves need to be receiving monetary payments for what we've been through. Mm -hmm. So the church is responsible for enforcing the will of the king. The king, as a, as a as a as the voice is released from the from the king's throne, now the church picks up that voice and we enforce it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent enforce or we take it. Mm -hmm. It means to snatch away. It means to seize. The idea is to carry away the spoil. This is what our faith will do. It's the force of faith. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not our, our, our the Bible says our, our weapons are not um, carnal, and our warfare is not with flesh and blood. Right. So it's the force of faith by which we 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 violently enforce the will of God It's the force of faith. Everything as far as the practicality of our life begins with how we live by faith. When the king speaks, that gives me the force. Remember, everything's built into the voice of the king. That gives me the force to enforce what the will of God is. So when it comes to you building your business, you got to enforce because everything we built within our society is against you as a black man, against you as a man with a with a entrepreneurial drive. It's against you being successful, but you got to enforce your will. You got to enforce your dream. You got to enforce it. You got to take it by force. That force is the force of faith. You got to go get it. Mm -hmm. Faith will force you or, or empower you to do a particular thing or do what needs to be done in order for you to accomplish the will of God for your life. That's built into faith. Right. If you see somebody that's that's not expressing or that's timid or that, or that excuse me, that's not expressing a, a force when it comes to their life or faith. We know something ain't right with their faith. Mm -hmm. 
It ain't that. It ain't that they don't have the, 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 the calling of God on their life. It ain't that they're not anointed. It ain't not that they, it's not that they're not gifted. Mm -hmm. They're faith. See, the force of faith is what gives me what it is or what I need to get done and overcome whatever obstacles that I need to overcome. And that's why understanding this scripture that the violent or the enforcer, we have to take it because everything about religion, everything about culture, everything about the governmental processes established in the earth are anti-kingdom. And our mindset got to be, I mean, I mean, I mean we're really, we're at war. And in order for you to be successful at war, you got to have a, a militant mind mm -hmm. or a mind to be um, to be a uh, 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 one who snatches and who possesses that which God is God has, has for you to be an overcomer. So another aspect of of the enforcer that came to my mind was was uh, the upholding of the policy or or you know the the um, the word of the king. Mm -hmm. Right. As an enforcer, I mean, mm -hmm. this is displayed in, in, in other types of societies, but namely in the kingdom and the enforcer. If the king said this is what it was and I'm walking down the road and I see somebody doing something different. My man, come here. Right. You got it. <laughs> right. We need to have a conversation. Exactly. That's you, need, you, need to, you need to have oh, right son, understanding. Son, you right. Need to, you need, right. Can, right. Can you talk about that aspect of it at, at like in today's day and age? You know, how, how are we to employ that around? Oh, us? my God. So so Psalm 82. Mm -hmm. talks about it gives a clear mandate for the church mm -hmm. a clear so i want to read it. it it's a clear mandate and it speaks specifically to what you just brought up as far as the responsibility of making sure that the word of the king is being followed within the realm of the kingdom yeah. everybody's responsible for being sure that the realm is under under the under the word of the king everybody has a responsibility of being sure that this is being followed Psalm, Psalm 82 says, uh, Psalm of Asaph, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty, speaking of the church, we are the mighty ones. He judges amongst the gods, the church, we are gods. Jesus said, how, how, know ye not that ye are gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the person of the wicked, speaking to the church? The church, and you talking about representing it today. Yeah. There's so much injustice going on today, but the church is either on the wrong side of the injustice mm -hmm. or with the injustice or they're agreeing with the injustice. They're enforcing the injustice. Well, they just want to stay or, out. Or they just want to back right. up and they want to they be passive about yeah. it. But it says, no, no, that's not your responsibility. You're supposed to be standing up saying and, and accepting the person of the wicked. We respect and we give honor to politicians and the wealthy and people who are cruel and unjust in how they become wealthy. We give honor. The church should be calling folks out. Yeah. We should be calling people out. You shouldn't be paying people minimum wage. Um, at nobody at Amazon should be making minimum wage. Oh no! Should nobody at Amazon be making? Nobody at Apple should be making minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Truck drivers driving around risking their life on ice and snow and 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 wet pavement for minimum wage right. shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be happening. Church should be calling that stuff out. There's a perversion of capitalism that's taking place in the world, but specifically in America, that needs to be called out. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the that should be what the church should be doing. It says they, you judge unjustly. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice. That word justice is, 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 is deal with the inequalities to the afflicted and the needy. Mm -hmm. Deliver the poor and rid them and the needy and rid them out of the hand of the wicked. The hand speaks to, to the systemic oppressive ways that, that men have put in place to take advantage of people. Mm -hmm. Who more, who more, who more does this speak to than black America? Right. Who more does this speak to than what, this, what black America and the descendants of slaves and their families have gone through? The whole of black America, but specifically the the five million slaves mm -hmm. 
that that were brought to this country and that had to deal with the affliction and the evil and the unjustness and the wickedness of 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 America. We're, we're on the we're in the 100 year anniversary of the uh, the Tulsa massacre. And the mayor is on television talking about, well, he don't think they should be receive cash payments for reparations. Right. Right. And it's just it's just it's just. It don't make sense. <laughs> It's, it's asinine for them to think that when 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 you live from the benefits of what my ancestors and what my forefathers and what my foremothers, what they did for you. But you want me to live in the live in the uh, the, the effects of it or the consequences of you robbing and raping and stealing mm -hmm. and taking all those things from. Them, right? right. The kingdom of God. That ain't, ain't no just the, the whole aspect of the kingdom of God mm -hmm. is, is to establish justice and order. The kingdom of God is justice. It's about establishing justice and righting the wrongs that has been committed by mankind, whether it's one generation away or four generations away. Right. And we bring that out in the book. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have to understand that the kingdom of God is about establishing justice and, and, and ridding the land of inequality. Mm -hmm. And if anybody see it, as you just said, yo, 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 my man. <laughs> right. No, the church should be the leading voice in establishing justice and equality. But when you have confusion, when you get religion mixed in there, when you get a, a religion that's based on white supremacy, mm -hmm. right? They're not going to speak out against it. Right. But there's that remnant. There's that remnant that's rumbling. That's 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 beginning to see that the church should be the leading voice and 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 should have the leading voice in what is happening within the country as it as it speaks to the injustice that's been taking place and the inequality that's been taking place toward not just Black America. But I'm speaking specifically for black America. Right. But for all inequality and injustice. Right. This is demanded us upon the church. So real quick, and I don't want to get too far off topic with this, but the, the, this verse came to my mind that, that someone might try to use to argue to this point. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of Christians uh, uh, kind of go like you mentioned, just based off the, the letter of the law and say, mm -hmm. well, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. Right. <laughs> meek shall inherit the earth. Okay, right. can I talk about that? Yes. Because <laughs> they don't want to meet me. Yeah. me for them yeah. to say it in that way. Right. But, a but, meek but, is a powerful person. Mm -hmm. When Jesus said the meek, the meek, oh my God, the idea of being meek, the idea of being meek is, is to be one of the most powerful people on the planet. But yet you're under control and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an equestrian term. It's a term used to describe the Arabian Horse, um, um, Clydesdale, the Arabian, the Arabian Clydesdale, one of the most powerful horses on the planet, but it's under the control of the rider. Mm -hmm. That's when they was broken. They were considered to be meek. Right. Right. It didn't mean under they control. didn't have that. Any it, did, power. it didn't mean right. soft yeah. and, and timid. It right. meant powerful, mm -hmm. but under control. Right. We are powerful. The church is powerful. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to restore power back to mankind, mm -hmm. but under but control. control. Yeah. Right. Praise God. The meek, yeah, okay. Yeah, the meek are having everything. Come on. Come on, give it to me. The meek on inherit You're right. You're right. The, those who are in power, but under the control of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Them the ones that's going to inherit the earth. Those are the ones who are supposed to be, be, be ruling the land. But religion won't allow that. Religion will have you say, well, meek, then that means you know, you gotta, you know, if somebody else, you gotta let somebody else go in front of you, right. or you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be soft and you gotta be no, no, you go run up on that Arabian horse the wrong way. <laughs> They kick you upside your head. <laughs> right. Use all that power. But it's still me. But, but the power but, is going to come out. But the power is still there. Right. But it's, it's only released as the as the king or the leader or the one that's the one that you're following 
allows it to be dispersed. Mm -hmm. Right. It's still the most powerful horse on the planet. It's just under control. The church is the most powerful governmental force agency on the planet. We just under the control of religion. Right. And that's got us all off. Mm -hmm. But when we gonna see it and there's, there's a remnant rising with a kingdom revelation mm -hmm. that's going to take the rightful place. And we're going to walk in the meekness that God has called us to. You talk about meekness. The ideal um, prototype for meekness is Moses. Mm -hmm. Tell me Moses wasn't the most powerful man on the planet. Mm. He went to the most powerful king, the man on the planet, said, listen, let my people go. Right. Who else? Right. Let my folk go. We up out of here. We up out of here. Mm -hmm. And if you try to bother with me, watch your children now. Watch your kids. Don't bother with me now. The wrath will come down. We're mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. Powerful. Okay, with the meat going to the the earth. You're right. But you don't know what meek means. That's what they say. When they come with you, I said, tell me you don't know what meek means. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it means. But part of the problem, like Airmas was alluding to, was that we don't really understand the Bible. Like you said, Moses was the most powerful man on earth. We think that's just a story instead of an actual account. Man, that of thing happened for real. Happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's part of the issue. We think it's a Bible story. Well, that, that, but that, it's that, an account. That's the way religion that's teaches it. Religion reviews it as, a, as just a right. story. Exactly. No, man, this is real. Like the, it's a it's living word. It's a, he's, right. he's, a, he's, he's the God of the living. Remember, they came mm -hmm. to Jesus and they said, well, folks die. He said, no, no. He said, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. He's the God of the living. Right. Abraham, Isaac, and Moses, are they still alive? Mm -hmm. They still talk about when, when Moses went. They talking about they talking about that right now. Yeah. When Moses went up there, and, Moses, remember when you went and told Pharaoh? Yeah, I remember, man. That thing was big. I was there, man. <laughs> yo, remember, yo, remember when you when you about to kill your son Isaac? They talk, they up there talking about it. You remember when you about to kill? Yeah, I know, man. I man, but I knew God was gonna raise him up. I'm sure they, they, that's a living experience. Right. Right. That that stuff happened for real. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, religion we look at it as a Bible story. You know. You know. Something that we could kind of tell right. our children, you know. No, this is real life. He's right. the God of the living. Mm -hmm. He's alive. I think that knowledge is is what brings about the 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 force of faith, though, is having you know having that right understanding first. Mm -hmm. You know, then getting the word in, <laughs> then being able to hear, then being able to right. like it's it, it really is a process. It, really it is. is a you, process. I, oh, I love it. So it's a process. It's a process that mm -hmm. that most. Religion don't want you to go through. Mm -hmm. Religion wants you to just rely on the preacher, mm -hmm. empower the pulpit. Y'all just keep coming back on something. Don't worry. Ah, you don't read the Bible. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll figure that out for you. I'll think for you. Mm -hmm. I'll think for you. No, that's not how it works. Faith and the force of faith can only work when you individually work it mm -hmm. for your life. It ain't just going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, folks get to talking and, well, God's going to do this. No. God is waiting on us. We're not waiting on God. He's done everything he was, he was, he was going to do right. or needed to do mm -hmm. for man to be what man was. The promise, we have no idea religion hasn't presented man the way God intended for man to be presented mm -hmm. as the most powerful, dominating force on the planet. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to restore that. Jesus demonstrated that. He demonstrated, he demonstrated that in his life. He, we see we see we see faith. We see faith as a law. One of the things we want to talk about. We see faith as a law. Um, and when you understand and most folks understand how natural laws work right. in, in Romans, the, the third chapter, verse 27 says, wherefore is boasting and it's excluded by what law of works, neighbor by the law of faith. Mm -hmm. What the law represents is a decree of a king designed to produce a continuous state or outcome within his realm, within his kingdom. Mm -hmm. a, a law is a decree. Remember, he told Job, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. Mm -hmm. 
and the light of, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So that scripture, again, that's low. I don't have time to break all that down. But the point is the king decrees it. Then the citizens decree it. As you just said, when the king decrees it, it becomes law. It becomes a, 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 a living force that cannot be broken unless you want to put your life on the line. Right. Right. You, 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 you try to you try to overcome the law of gravity. Right. Right. Going, I was going, going, going on top of the building. Right. Go on top of the building. Go on top of the building and try to try to overcome the law of gravity. No, you better get in concordance with the king. What the king done said, right. what God put in motion. Mm -hmm. Right? There's only one law though mm -hmm. that supersedes the law of gravity. We call it the law of lift. Mm -hmm. In in Romans 8, the Bible says, There is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not at the flesh, but at the spirit. And the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has set us free from the law of sin and death. There's only one law that can supersede the law of sin and death. That is the law of life, which is in Christ Jesus, which I believe to be the law of faith, mm -hmm. the law of faith. So it's just like when the law of lip supersedes the law of gravity, right? You have to work. You have to work. The plane has to work its way into. There's a lot. There's a force mm -hmm. specifically, a force required to enter into the law of lift. Right. I think it's something like 230 miles per hour. Right. And the plane can only weigh so much and the wings can only be, they got to be so wide. Right. So that, that all of that, all of the force, all of the power of an engine and the, and the gasoline and, and everything that goes into creating that force so that they can enter into the law of lift gives us an idea of the process of faith operating as a law. When the king releases it, all the force, all the might necessary for you now to to supersede or walk on water or calm the storms of your life or deal with the, 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 the obstacles and the things that you face in your life or move mountains and move obstacles out of your way. The, it's built into the force of faith. Mm -hmm. It's all right there. But I got to hear the word of the king because when the king decrees a thing, hey, ain't nothing can stop it. Mm -hmm. You enter into the law of lift. Only one thing can stop you from superseding gravity. That's just the engine shut off on the plane. Right. When you stop believing, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't continue to believe, if you get out of faith, better believe the law of sin and death is going to kick in. Back in. It ain't that it ain't that the law of gravity is no longer in existence. Mm -hmm. I've just superseded it. Right. It ain't that the law of sin and death is no longer in, in existence. I've just superseded it by the law of faith. That's the picture Paul wanted to give us in Romans 8 chapter. The law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, hath made me free. From the law of sin and death. As long as I'm in the law of lift, I'm free from the law of gravity. Mm -hmm. I'm free from it. It has no hold on me. It has no, it has no power over me. But cut the planes off on the engine. It's ready. <laughs> Remember the Bible says sin crouches at the door. Like sin. Like, like the idea of it's sin waiting. too. Let's deal with that. Let's, yeah. yeah, it's waiting. It's crouching. Waiting yeah. <laughs> let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about. <laughs> it's got the pause game. See yeah. what, it's waiting to see what's going on. <laughs> Is it? Let's deal with this idea of sin, too. Right. Sin and sins are different. The idea of a sin in the mind of God and the kingdom is rebellion. Mm -hmm. It's not dealing with actions, but rebellion. Rebellion, rebellion, rebellion. It's rebellion against a governmental structure. Jesus came to restore those who had rebelled, which was man, who had declared their independence. Right. It is the rebellion that needs to be dealt with first. You deal with the rebellion, you'll deal with the fruits of rebellion, which are the sins. Excuse me. Whenever the king puts out a policy within the structure of his kingdom, those who are in rebellion won't live up to that policy. So the king says, you know, um, you know, thou shalt not steal. Mm -hmm. Right. Those who are in rebellion going to steal because they're they're anti-king. So whatever the king says, they're going to rebel against it. Mm 
-hmm. Right. So we deal with rebellion. Sin in its core and its nature is rebellion it means to rebel. When we deal with rebellion, you'll deal with all the other stuff. Right. Sin or faith functions or supersedes the law of sin and death. When you're operating in faith, mm -hmm. you're overcoming rebellion and the twofold nature of death, mm -hmm. which is separation unto cessation. Well, Jesus demonstrated a, a law, the law of faith over death when he went to the grave. Mm -hmm. um, in Romans, the first chapter, verse four says, and, and, uh, and decree, and Jesus was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Mm -hmm. Through his re resurrection from the dead, he proved his dominion over death. Mm -hmm. He entered into the law of the spirit of life or the, or the law of resurrection and he superseded death in the grave. Well, well, how did he do that? He had to believe something. He had to believe, right. What did he believe? He Psalm believed 16, verse heart. 10. Mm -hmm. He says, for thou shalt not leave my soul in hell, neither shalt thou, will thou allow thy suffered one to see corruption. Thou shalt show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mm -hmm. This is the very verse Jesus held on to that brought him up out the grave. He, can't, he, went to the side, he went to the cross by faith. Mm -hmm. He overcame death by faith, mm -hmm. by believing. That's how powerful our faith is. That's the, that, that speaks to the force of faith. It's a mighty thing. Mm -hmm. And it's how we take by force that which God has for us. We got to have a mind to do it. But if we're, not, if we're not trained in a militant spirit, if we're not trained to fight and go to war, mm -hmm. I hate to say this. Oh, I hate to say this, man. I was in the service the other day and it's like, it's like we're raising up cheerleaders. No, it's like we're raising up cheerleaders for Jesus, not warriors for Jesus. Mm. Are you a cheerleader or are you a, are you a warrior? warrior? Yep. Every time somebody, you know, everybody, you be in the service, everybody, somebody, they mention Jesus, they just say, yeah, well, he ain't said nothing. He just said his name. <laughs> he just said his name. Mm -hmm. Folks start cheering. Jesus ain't looking for no cheerleaders, man. Right. He's looking for warriors. He's looking for ambassadors. He's looking for kings and queens. He's looking for enforcers. He's looking for the violent. He's looking for the righteous. He don't care nothing about the cheerleaders. We cheer for him, though, like, you know, clap, give Jesus a hand, clap, hey. You don't want clapping for Jesus. Right. But we quote the scripture. We quote the scripture. Clap your hands, all you people. That clapping is for you. Right. That means wake up. The spirit of that is wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Mm. Clap your hands. When you clap your hands, mm -hmm. when you stump your feet, it energizes, it innervates the body. Right. There's nerves in the palm of your hands and nerves in the bottom of your feet. Mm -hmm. So when you, he, the, the psalm is saying, wake up, wake up. Oh, clap your hands, oh, you people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Wake up, come alive. Mm -hmm. That's the spirit of it. Mm -hmm. We take that to mean clap for God. You think, you think if Jesus, if the church was packed and Jesus walked out on stage, you think people will start clapping? Hopefully they'll be slain in the spirit. Man. Presence <laughs> listen, being there, listen. not clapping. When the when the when the when the when Jesus died on the cross and the veil was rent and the holiest holies was unveiled, you know what the people did? They all Bow. lift their hands and bowed their head. Right. Scapegoat jumped off the table and got away. They said the one time in, in the history of Israel that the scapegoat, I mean that the lamb that was supposed to be slain, got away. Mm. Because the presence of God was revealed, the holy holies was revealed, folks lifted their hands and bowed their head. You ain't gonna be clapping if Jesus walk in the room. We don't know better though. Religion tells us to clap for him. Right. I, I know. Everybody, no folk do it now. Folk do it now. Get Jesus a hand clap. Jesus don't care about no hand clap. You don't need no cheerleaders. 
<laughs> um, this thing get ugly. Listen, uh, like this how? thing, this thing here. Needs to be told. People, people don't understand how religiously oriented the services are. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you hear all I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't no harm. In it. Don't get me wrong. Ain't no harm in it. But right. it's just religion. It's just, you know, it's just religion. It's no harm in it, but it's also not any power in it. Ain't no power in it. I love it. That's great. That's a great word. Says ain't no harm in it, but ain't no power in it either. Right. Ain't no power in it. And Jesus came to restore power. Where there's no power, ain't no Jesus. Anything that disempowers, ain't got ain't no God in that. Mm -hmm. From what they preaching to what they ask you to do to what they give you to do, all of that stuff. Ain't no power in it. If ain't no power in it, get away from it. Right. Ain't no sense in following it. Unfortunately, we're at a time where he's separating the tear from the wheat. Mm -hmm. You know. I'm just a voice. I'm just a voice to the glory of God, right? Yep. Right? And so we want to we be sure we understand the force of faith mm-hmm. and how forceful our faith is called to be. Right. Um, and, like the and, woman with the issue of blood understood. Oh, man, she knew it. See, because, because no, no, that's what we got to talk about, the spirit power. of faith. Right. right, but the spirit of faith. The we got to talk about the spirit of faith. Right. The spirit of faith. The spirit mm-hmm. of faith speaks to um, uh, 2 Corinthians. What is 2 Corinthians? The fourth chapter, verse 13 says, We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We are, Paul said, we also believe and therefore speak. Paul was quoting from Psalm 116, verse 10, where it says, um, Behold, I believe what Jesus said, I believe and therefore have I spoken and was greatly afflicted. He was quoting from that verse. Believing, believing is, is expressed by speaking. Mm-hmm. Kings and queens speak what they believe. Right. When you speak what you believe, man, you, your intent is for what I'm saying is to come to pass. Right. Force of faith. I meant what I said. I meant what I said. And I ain't playing about it. Mm -hmm. Listen, move out the way. Mm -hmm. If you don't move, I'm going to move you. I'm going to find the the force of faith will will empower you to find a way to get it done. Mm -hmm. I love I've been I've been listening to my boy A.T. um, lately and and he been he been he been coming forward with just some 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 powerful, energetic. um, You know, he's always been energetic, but he's been saying some things that that speaks to the power that you got to walk in and the authority that you got to walk in. You know, he even came down on folks who, who come, who's, talk, who's talking foolishly about, about that power, right? But it's, it's a force that you got to have. When you speak something, when you say something, you mean it. Right. And you plan on getting it done. That's what Paul was talking about when he says, we, we speak what we believe. The spirit of faith is speaking what you believe. Mm-hmm. We have in the same spirit of faith. I know what you believe by what you say. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you say around me now. Right. You're exposing yourself. So you're gonna pick it apart. Oh man, you're exposing yourself. <laughs> I or you're gonna repeat it twelve line times before line. you get the right. idea about right. it. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a hint right. when I'm repeating stuff. I'm letting you know something ain't right about right. what you said. <laughs> I know when I hear him repeating stuff, I'm like, oh lord, something ain't right. That thing couldn't find place in me. It didn't find right. nowhere. That thing came and it couldn't it couldn't land nowhere. Right. So I got to think about it. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna come out. I'm gonna think about it first. I'm gonna be sure. I'm gonna be sure that you right or you wrong. I'm gonna think about it. I'm going to run it through the scripture. I'm going to run it through the computer. I'm going to run it through the kingdom. I'm going to run it through the revelation. And when it don't fit, we got to talk. We have a, we have a conversation. Houston, we got to talk. We got to talk, right? <laughs> the woman with the issue of blood demonstrated yeah. the spirit of faith. Mm-hmm. Right? If I must but trust him of his garment, I shall be made whole. Right. If I can only, let me get to his garment. Now, now, mind you, she's putting her life on the line. Right. She's supposed to be ringing the bell, walking around with a coat on, saying, unclean, unclean, unclean. But remember, she was pushing through the crowd. Watch out. Get right. out of Watch out. Watch right. out. Right. That's, what faith, that's what the force of faith calls you to do. She get, was walk, showing move. that she wasn't get out a cheerleader. She was a warrior. No, she was a warrior. She didn't care about cheering. No, right. move. Watch out. Get, I'm getting, I just got to get. No, move out the way. I'm right. you know, dodging legs. I'm moving out the way. She wasn't telling, saying unclean. Or she put her life on the line. The force of faith will cause you to risk all. Mm. 
I don't want to say that. That was wrong. I don't want to use the word risk because ain't no risk in faith. But yeah. will will cause you to, to confront everything okay. that tradition mm -hmm. and religion will put before you. Mm -hmm. And to be willing to fight and to be willing to die. Because that's what she was doing. She was yeah. willing to die. Man, that was good. Yeah. That just came to me. She's willing to die for that's that good. thing. Because that's what she's putting her life. She's putting her life yeah. on line. Yeah, they'll stone right. her to death. They, they'll stone right. her to death. What? Man, she give me wasn't that rock. supposed to be around a, a crowd. <laughs> no, right. she was. She was supposed to be on the. She was supposed to be outside the town. Outside camp, like ostracized. Yes. Yeah. And much. if she if she had to, well, she had to come through unclean, unclean. Mm -hmm. Right. Like like, don't touch me because in their mind, if you touch me, then they had to go off and they had to go through a lot of stuff. Yeah. The force of faith, though, mm -hmm. she pressed her way through. She touched the him. Mm -hmm. She's healed. Right. That's the force of faith. Mm -hmm. The spirit of faith was if I can but touch the him of his garment. She was saying. What she believed as she was doing what she knew she needed to do to make it happen. Faith without works is lifeless. You ain't gonna get nothing out of it. It's religion. Faith without works is religion. Mm -hmm. It's religion. Right. That's a good way to characterize religion. Faith without works is religion. You say you believe, but you ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing. Right. So uh, that, that's what it comes down to is the force of faith will cause you to do whatever it is that you need to do. Even to the point of death, whether that's physical death, whether that's emotional death, whether it's psychological death, whatever it is that you need to die to, the force of faith will enable you to do it just as the woman with the issue of blood was willing to lay it all down and confront whatever she needed to confront in order for her to get what faith was driving her toward. The force of faith is a very real thing and every believer needs to learn how to operate and yield to the force of faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time <laughs> for this week. So you have to tune in to next week for more. Don't forget to. Don't forget to share, like, comment on our uh, YouTube page. Subscribe. Um, if you're watching by video, we also, if you're watching on iTunes, the podcast, uh, again, share, like, comment, ask questions so that we can be sure that we're giving you everything you need to solve your um, issues in life as it pertains to how to leverage your salvation to, to begin to win and, and possess God's best for your life.